So we want to welcome everybody tonight, amen, to the River of Life Bible Study and Prayer Line. We thank God for any of you who are new joining us, amen, for your first time. I believe you're going to be blessed. I believe you made a good decision to join us tonight because God has been blessing us in a tremendous and incredible way. And so we give God thanks and praise. We have been teaching Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, oh, before I begin that, this church, amen, the, the River of Life Christian Center is located in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, under the leadership of our pastor, Pastor Thomas and Joanne Rich. Amen. Some awesome, incredible, anointed people of God who are humble servants of the Lord as they lead the flock of God. So we give God thanks and praise for them tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God is good, and we're looking forward, amen, to what God is going to be speaking to us tonight, amen, through this word. Amen. As I said, we're going to talk tonight, amen, on uh, 1 Samuel chapter 12. You could turn to that in your Bible and also get you a pen and a pencil in your hand so you can write down some things. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to read from verse 1 through 3. And it says, And Samuel said to all of Israel, and remember this is his speech at Saul's coronation, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice in all that you have said unto me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walketh before you. And I am old and gray-headed, and behold, my sons are with you. And I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose head ass have I taken? Or who have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or of whose hand have I received any bribe to blind mine eyes? therewith and i will restore it okay now after the victory of saul okay after the victory of saul over the amorites in after the victory of saul over the amorites in first samuel chapter 11 samuel knew the nation praise god he knew the nation would now begin to look to this king for leadership. So here he helped Israel make the transition from Samuel's leadership to Saul's leadership. And he made this clear when he said, now here is the king. He said, I'm old and gray-headed. He told Israel that this, that his, look, my day is over. And Saul's day is beginning. In other words, I'm giving the past the baton of leadership to Saul. And it's true that Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life from 1 Samuel chapter 7, 15. But now that a king was raised up, his role would change and diminish. Samuel never officially stepped down. I want y'all to see this. He never officially stepped down from leading Israel as a judge, but didn't allow his shadow to eclipse Saul's. Perhaps he knew Saul would have enough trouble on his own. Every leader going to have their own trouble. Every leader going to have their own tests and trials. And Samuel didn't want to be accused of subverting Saul's reign as king. So in this, he showed himself as a truly godly, godly man. I want y'all to know he was truly a godly man. 
Looking, he was willing to pass from the scene when God brought up another leader. He did not grasp him to a position when God wanted to change it. So I wish a lot of our pastors and leaders get this. You got to pass on, amen, the knowledge, amen, to those who are younger, those who are coming up, those whom God is raising up. He, he wants to pass this. He, listen, listen, we, we got to pass it on to the next one. We're not going to be here forever. I come out of organization, man, whereas they, 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 they didn't see that. And, and when they passed on, man, they, they, some, of the, some of the people they passed on the leadership to wasn't qualified. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move on from that. So he said, I've heeded to your voice. He wanted it clearly known that it was not his idea to appoint a king. Listen at this, because this is very important. I want you to write this down. It was not his idea to appoint a king over Israel. This idea began in the hearts of Israel, not in the heart of and mind of God. Now, God allowed it. He directed its execution, but it was the voice of the people that prompted it. Does that sound familiar to y'all in our time? Hmm. He said, my sons are with you. Now, here, here, is a, here is his integrity. He was challenged to take his sons out of leadership in Israel because they were not godly men. His sons were not godly men. He said, they're with y'all. My sons are with you, a proof. Samuel's sons were simply a part of the assembly of Israel and not on the platform with Samuel. He said, I walk before you from a childhood to this day. He remembered his humble beginning as a child dedicated to the Lord, serving of Israel and the Lord at the tabernacle, praise God. He says, look, I have walked before you from my childhood. He remembered his humble beginning, praise God. I walked before you is not the idea I've been on display before you. It, it, it's the idea of a shepherd walking before his flock, leading leading it on. Praise God. He was a godly leader. He was a shepherd for Israel for many years. Hmm? Then he says, witness against me. He reminded them that he had not defrauded or, or oppressed them or been corrupt in any way. He simply challenged the nation. If I've wronged you or been corrupt. Come forward now and declare it. Come, come on, op open your mouth and declare it. Hey, let, let, let's put everything on the table right now. If I did anything wrong, or if I've done anything corrupt, or if I defraud or depressed you, put it on the table now. He did that because he wanted the nation to know he passed a good, good legacy of leadership to a new king. He wanted them to recognize he didn't hand a solid mess to clean up. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> he didn't hand him a mess to clean up. We can see that in our leadership here in this country. huh? If Saul proved to be a poor leader, no one could say it was because of a bad example. Ooh, boy. That speaks a lot to where we are today in our society and our nation. He said, I will restore it. Hmm? It seems as if Samuel meant, if I have wronged someone without knowing it. I've heard this before. My wife said this, my present, my, my former wife said this many times in church. If I've wronged someone without knowing it, if that's the case, state it now so I can make it right. I want to make this thing right. I don't want to leave any unfinished business. This, this, this testifies of his humble heart, his humble heart. I want y'all to grab a hold of this because this is dealing with heart. The heart does matter, praise God. And as we go into chapter 13, you're going to see, amen, that the heart does matter. 
Okay, let me read verses 4 through 5. It says this. And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. And he said unto them, The Lord is a witness against you, and is anointed as a witness this day, that you have not found aught in my hands. And they answered, He is my witness. They said, You have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from our hands. And then he said to them, The Lord is a witness against you, and is anointed is a witness this day, and you have not found anything in my hand. And they answered, He is my witness. You have not, you have not defrauded us, oppressed us. Israel knew Samuel was a good godly leader. He did not lead them for what he could get out of them, but what he could give to them. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that, isn't that a good point, Pastor Rich? Amen. He didn't lead them for what he can get out of them, but what he could give to them. We want to give you something on this line. We want to give you some spiritual knowledge. We want to give you something that you can use this week. All the parties agreed that Israel led, that, 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 that Samuel led well. All of them agreed. He was God's anointed, praise God. Samuel, praise God. He said, listen, if Israel were later to accuse Samuel of wrong, he can call him back to the scripture. He can call him back to right here where they said that they're here as a witness against them, as well as if Israel tried to blame Saul's promise on Samuel, what they said here will be a witness against them. Moving right along, I'm going to read verse uh uh, uh, 6 through 12. It says, And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord of all of the righteous acts of the Lord. I want y'all to remember that. I think we, 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 we I, I highlighted and underscored the righteous acts of the Lord. And I'm going to go over that again which he did to you and your fathers. When Jacob was come, praise God, into Egypt, and your fathers cried out unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which brought forth your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hand of Caesarea, captain of the host of Hazar, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried unto the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served Balaam and Ashtoreth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies, and we will serve thee. And the Lord sent uh, Jerubbabel and, and Bendan and Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and you dwelled safe. And when you saw that Naash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, you said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. Look what Samuel is doing. He's giving them a brief history in their lesson. 
He talks about the righteous acts of God. He said, in remembrance of God's work from the time of Exodus until the day of Samuel, focus not on the history of Israel, but on the history of the righteous acts of God. He wanted them to look at the righteous acts of God. He said, look what he did. He brought your fathers out of Egypt, made them to dwell in this place. Israel should remember their salvation from slavery and a new life. God gave them in the promised land. This was one of the righteous acts of God. He sold them into the hand of Caesarea. Israel remember how God allowed a disobedient Israel to be dominated by their enemies as a chastisement intended to bring them to repentance. This was one of the righteous acts of God. We should recognize chastisement as one of the righteous acts of God. His discipline is just as righteous as his deliverance. Let me say that again. His discipline is just as righteous as his deliverance. They cried out to the Lord. Now deliver us from the hands of the enemy and we will serve you. And the Lord sent and delivered them and delivered you, Israel. You should remember when they cried out to God. Confess their sins and humble themselves in repentance. This is very important, y'all. They confess their sins, sins and humble themselves in repentance before him, and he delivered them. This was the righteous act of God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to move right on. Praise God. Listen, listen, listen. As Israel made a transition into monarchy, Okay, now, 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 remember, they was under God's the theocratic rule, <laughs> the theocracy versus monarchy. <laughs> see, see, theocracy is the rule of God hmm? under God's theocratic rule. He's he's ruler. He's king. But under monarchy, you understand, it, 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 it's like it's like okay, I'm I'm going to uh, uh, raise up a human. Uh, uh, to carry out these laws, to carry out my precepts, to, to carry out the things that I want. Okay. But, 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 but as you make this transition into this monarchy, they must remember the righteous acts of God. Everything the Lord will do is in setting up what he's already done in our lives. Everything he will do is in the setting of what he's already, God already done some things in your life. God already done some things. God already done, man, God already established some works in you already. He already did it. He already did it. You, 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 you're begging him and crying and praying about it. He's already done some things. He's already put some things in. You already got the power in you. You got it in you. You just got to release it, praise God. After the Holy Ghost come, you shall have power, praise God. You said to me, no. But a king shall raise ring over us when the Lord your God was your king. And as they began to live under the king, Samuel reminded the nation of their disobedience, desire for a king. The Lord was a good king for Israel, but they wanted a king for carnal, fleshly reasons. Hmm? Hmm? Now, now, we got to remember, man, they wanted a king because they wanted to be like other nations. Why? Why? When God chose you out of that those nations to become his nation, become his people. He called us out to call us in, y'all. He brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Hmm? We should want to be nobody, like nobody but the Lord, praise God. Hmm? Not like be like anybody else, but be like whom God created us to be, his children. Let me read verse 13 through 15. Praise God. It says, Now therefore, behold, the king 
whom you have chosen, whom you have desired, and behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both you and also the king that reign over you will continue following the Lord. This is very important as we go into chapter 13. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Here is the king you wanted. You will find he isn't quite the king you need. But he's the king you wanted. But he said, if you fear the Lord and serve him and obey him, he, he presents them with an important choice. They, they were disobedient in wanting a king. Yet God gave them one. But even so, he gave them one. If they will fear the Lord and serve him, God could still bless them. Man, look at the love of God. Look at amazing grace, man. God, we make wrong turns, praise God, out of God's plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But 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 here Samuel is simply calling them to serve the Lord where they are now. It doesn't matter what you've done. It's matter what you're doing. Praise God. It doesn't matter how disobedient you have been. Hmm? But if you turn from your disobedience, according to 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn and turn and turn. All you got to do is just turn, praise God. Turn from where you're going from. Turn from those wicked ways. Turn from that rebellious spirit. Turn from, hallelujah, that animosity. Turn from that adulterous way. Turn from, he said, I will bless you. I will bless you. I will bless you right where you are. He put that choice before Israel. They made a wrong turn, yet God put them at the fork of the road. <laughs> okay, here's the fork of the road. You either turn left or right. Okay, if you turn left, that's rebellion and disobedience. If you turn right, that's submission to God and obedience. Praise God. You 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 got You got you. You either going you either going to submit to God and obey God, or you're going to rebel against God and be disobedient to God. And trust me, Hallelujah. If you choose the wrong path. You can believe God will not bless that. Hmm? You can believe God will not bless. I want to be blessed. I'm moving right along. Praise God. I'm moving right along. Because I got to get, get somewhere before I close this. Okay. 16 and 18 confirms Samuel's word with a sign. Okay. He says, now therefore stand still and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. It is not wheat harvest today. He said, is it not wheat harvest today? I will call the Lord and he shall send thunder and rain that you may perceive and see your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. Hmm? Huh? He said, look, my God, hallelujah. He said, I'm going to pray to God to send a sign to confirm his word. Hallelujah. And you will see your wickedness is great which you have done in asking. Hmm? Hmm? He, he, he said, he said, he said, listen, listen, I, I want to move, I want to move, move fast. It, it, listen, the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. Thunder and rain were unusual during the wheat harvest. And this was a remarkable sign from God because it was wheat harvest. And the sign displayed not only God's power, but his judgment. 
Heavy rain during the harvest could destroy all the crops. The sign was a warning. In that part of the world, not only is rain in harvest not fitting, it is totally unexpected that it could easily be interpreted as a sign of divine displeasure. When this happened, the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. The result was good, but it showed something weak and carnal in the hearts of the people. Didn't they know God was this powerful before? Was their knowledge only intellectual knowledge? They could have known the power and majesty and sovereignty of God in their hearts before this, and then it would have been unnecessary to bring a sign. I will call the Lord and he will send thunder. So Samuel called to the Lord, and this is an impressive example of the power in prayer. Good God Almighty, this is where I want to be. Power in prayer. Samuel is known in the Bible as a mighty man of prayer. Good God Almighty. Listen, Israel sees their sin in desiring a king. Hmm? Hmm? And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord that we may not die. For we have added to our sins and evil of asking our king. Hmm? Samuel just proved he was a mighty man of prayer. And Israel now knew how much they needed prayer. Hmm? Our world need prayer. Our government need prayer. Our churches need prayer. Praise God. And Samuel was a man of prayer. They saw their sin of wanting a king, but they saw it too late. If only they realized it in 1 Samuel chapter 8, when Samuel first warned them, praise God. Now they're stuck with a king. But God can still turn it for good if they will repent and seek the Lord. Remember, if you turn from your wicked ways, then I will heal. Good God Almighty, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. So, verse 20 to 25 says, he's exhorting them to walk right before the Lord. He says, and Samuel said unto the people, fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. I want y'all to get that. Serve the Lord with all your heart and turn you not aside, for then should you go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord would not forsake his people for this great for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. You hear that? It pleased God to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and right way. Only fear the Lord God and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. But if you shall still do wickedly, you shall be consumed, both you and your king. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. I'm almost through. Listen, 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 listen. There's a lot of things he said here. And 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 the thing is is that he's he's exhorting them. Do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Hmm? He didn't want them to dwell on the sin of the past, but to go on walking with the Lord today. Today. Today, when you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. 
Hmm. Hmm. I'm moving right along. Let me let, let me see how much. Let me let me see what 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 kind of time I got here. Um. Let me see. Okay, twenty. I got seven more. Okay, good. Um. God is good all the time and worthy of all the praise. Okay, it says here. Many would say, I promise I'll stop praying for you. But for Samuel, start to pray was a non-issue because he was already praying. Good God Almighty. For him, the issue was cease to pray. Hmm? Huh? Huh? Ceasing to pray. Samuel had become so rooted in the habit of prayer for the people that he seemed to start at the very thought of bringing his intercession to an end. Oh, my God. Listen, this statement of Samuel makes it plain. It is a sin for a leader of God's people to stop praying for, for, for them. Hallelujah. It is most basic of his duties. Listen, every leader, amen, should know the importance of prayer. This is where I want to end, praise God, because if it's a sin to stop praying, how much worse is it to be even, hallelujah, to, to fail to stop praying? Okay, let me say that again. If it's a sin to stop praying, how much worse must it be to be to even fail to stop praying? We can't stop praying. We must pray without ceasing. Now, many of you on this line, you, you, you probably never preached, you probably never approached the pulpit, hallelujah, uh, but you can bow down before the mercy seat, and you can you, 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 you can be a blessing to the body of Christ. He, he, he said, look, I will teach you the good and right way. Samuel would pray, but he would not only pray, hallelujah, there was a still place for teaching. That's like Pastor Rich. We, 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 we. We, we, this line is a prayer line, but it's also a place for teaching, praise God. And Pastor Rich has, like Samuel, faithfully fulfilled that role, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. Samuel wants the people of God to know that even as he stepped back and allowed Saul to emerge as a leader, I'm, I'm stepping back, Saul going to emerge as your leader now, he will not, but I won't, Samuel said, look, even though he's going to be leading you, I will not forsake sake you, Israel. I will continue to lead and serve you hmm? in a spiritual way, through prayer and through teaching, praise God. Man, Pastor Rich, we're serving you through prayer and through teaching, praise God. Look what he says here. Very important, very important uh, 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 word, and that is, only fear the Lord. Good God Almighty, Lord, we need more people to fear God in these times we living in, praise God. We need people to fear the Lord. Hmm? Hmm? Listen, we can only keep perspectives in our Christian lives if we keep focus on what great things the Lord has done great for us, praise God. We can't lose our perspective. Many people tend to magnify their problems and lose sight of what great things God has done. Listen, I don't care. I know we all been through a pandemic. I know we all been through things. I know people close to us have passed away. Some through the pandemic and some not through the pandemic. Praise God. But the Lord, we can't lose sight of the Lord. We can't lose sight of what great things he have done for us. Praise God. Well, what great things did he do? He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. 
Hallelujah. My vital organs are working pretty good. Hallelujah. My five senses are intact. I'm not the crazy and the lazy. I'm not, hallelujah, bum on skid row. I'm not incarcerated. I'm not blind. Hallelujah. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, I got to focus on what God has done, not on what I have done. I am nothing, but he is everything. And I thank God. Hallelujah. He is so worthy to be praised. He said, if you still do wickedly, Hallelujah. This is going to set us up in chapter 13. You shall be swept away. Good God Almighty. Mm, 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 mm. This warning became the legacy of Israel when they were conquered and taken from the land of captivity. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were fully warned. Praise God. They were fully warned. Hallelujah, good God Almighty. Hallelujah. We, 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 when God, when we hear the voice of the Lord, Hallelujah. We, we, listen, God, listen, we, we, we shall not harden our hearts. Hallelujah. But we, we, we need to, we need to submit to what God is saying unto us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm glad I covered this. We're going to jump into chapter 13. Hallelujah. And we're going to, hallelujah, deal with Saul, a man named Jonathan. Hallelujah, and it's going to be good. Hallelujah, because hallelujah, now Saul is going to raise him up army. Great damn on his first year, he ain't do nothing. But his second year, he decided to raise him, raise him up an army. Praise God. He had an army, amen, of 2,000 with him. And in Gibeah, there was 1,000 with Jonathan. Good God Almighty. And I'm telling you, man, there's some things there. Hallelujah. Because remember, you got to remember some of this teaching tonight. Because it's going to help you, amen, get Hallelujah, the understanding when we get into chapter 13. Praise God, because chapter 13, good God Almighty, it's going to deal, hallelujah, with, hallelujah, a flawed leadership. Flawed leadership. Good God Almighty. And so anyway, I thank God for you tonight. I give God praise for you tonight. Thank you for allowing me to share the word with you tonight. Uh, take your phones off of mute. Let's hear your comments. God bless you.